<laughs> yeah, well, so, sorry. The what? idea behind <laughs> Tangents and Ruben's Rants is that I don't edit much. Just let it go. Yep. That's that's the beauty of it. It's natural, isn't it? Yeah. It's free form. It's free form podcasting. Yeah. Welcome to Tangents. Yeah. <laughs> it's us, the boys. Yeah. Uh, it's a weird energy because we're not recording on the usual day. Yeah. No, it is. I, we're recording on a Monday. It's really bizarre. I gave these fuckers one chore while I was gone. Just record the episode. <laughs> I'm sorry that <laughs> nature decided to give me the worst migraine I've had in like a year. I also had to make so much money on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. But it makes me feel, because, you know, I said like during the Flat Earth episode, I was like, I'm going to be gone next week. And then uh-huh. I realized, fuck, it's the wrong week. So yeah. Like, it's next week I'm going to be gone. And here it is, the next episode, and I'm there. It makes me feel like I'm a liar. <laughs> not. <laughs> no, I, you're just, I you're honestly, not a liar. You're just wrong. That's why I was actually surprised whenever you texted the main group, because I had just conferred with Josh on <laughs> about meeting. Yeah, I had to tell on us to our boss. Well, it's, he's not our boss. <laughs> what are you talking about, <laughs> Our boss. He does the most work. He's in charge. Um, We're writing on the backs of both me and Don. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, so in case you haven't noticed, no, this is not a normal episode. Um, Nope. There's no story. No story this week. What we're going to do is kind of like freeform jazz or improv. (laughs) We hope you guys like us enough to listen to us jabber. Uh, It's basically what's happening is uh, today we just found out that we achieve 10,000 downloads of the show which means hey thanks guys yeah, yeah thank you guys so much at least 212 with 212 of you are riding with what we do we appreciate that so what we wanted to do do a little <sighs> bit different shit 200 people huh yeah yep that's 200 at least 200 unique people listening to our show like wow yeah that's, that's... a bigger audience than i performed for at the theater yes yeah. that's a lot mm-hmm. of people that like it don't us. sound like a lot in internet numbers, but like if right. you really think about putting two hundred people in a room, mm-hmm. people talk about it all the time with streamers. It's like, oh, I only got six viewers, dude. Imagine six people sitting behind you on a couch watching, watching you play you Mario. Play, like, right? Yeah, that's a that's a lot of people <laughs> to watch yeah. you play a video game. This is a lot of people to listen to us talk Bro, about. I'm, I'm thir- also a lot of us are way older than nineteen. We got more shit to do than <laughs> right? watching people play yeah. video games. <laughs> but and then especially when you consider that each episode is roughly 90 minutes yeah roughly right so you're looking at 900 was it no yeah 900,000 minutes of people of our voices yeah being broadcast into the ether. somewhere into the ether right that's a lot of minutes that is oh, y'all yeah, no. can't y'all cannot think i no way <laughs> fuck out of here with that shit <laughs> Now I know that tangents is strictly uncontrolled chaos, but can we do one little one little bit right here at the beginning since it's a ten thousand total download celebration? Sure, yeah. Favorite sure, episodes? Oh shit! Probably the sex one, the one where it was you, me, and Kelsey, and we oh, were just the, talking about uh, Ricky midweek, Martin, and Ricky stuff. Martin in the closet. Yeah, and the that shit was boy. so fucking funny. <laughs> oh my god! I listened to it again. And I was laughing the like I literally started giggling up top because I knew what was about to happen, <laughs> and then I did not stop laughing the whole time. It was so fucking funny. Uh, I love the midweek episodes. They're the midweek very, episodes were I a great them. idea. I just listened yeah. to the nine eleven one, and it, I just I re-listened <laughs> to you say. By the way, it's bullshit. Also, eleven letters. And I fucking <laughs> lost it. Uh, personally, for me personally, Tansler was a. 
personal favorite because I put so much time into that. Yeah. Oh, that's, and, oh, yeah. And sure. knowing what you guys, how you guys were going to react to certain parts. You were evil about it. I was. Yeah, he was. <laughs> Dastardly over there. <laughs> because, I mean, most people, when you read the story or you know the story, most of the people who know the story of Tangela live in the Key West area. Right. So they've heard the story. Yeah. So the way the book was written. We had like three Key West listeners. They're like, I fucking already know this. Yeah. <laughs> I literally tried to listen to Tanzler again, and I, I got so skeeved out that I couldn't do it. I was like, ah. <laughs> but um, so the, the way the book that I, I used was written, Undying Love, uh, it was written kind of for people who already knew the story. Right. So like up front, it would make mention about what was to come. Yeah. Oh, and, and, okay. and to sit there and know that for the most part, I knew you guys were going to think that I was telling a necrophilia story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so you had, to, had try and, to. <laughs> you had to try and like subvert that a little bit. Yeah, and that was the first time that I actually consciously did not try to find an urban legend to tie into it. Right. Oh, man. Uh, I'm just going back through. So y'all should know that my memory is real bad. Oh, mine too. ADHD and trauma. And I often forget what we have done but i was just going back and i gotta say fucking i want to call out like three of the early ones that i really liked the joseph mangala russian sleep experiment Mm -hmm. one that one was fire um the the joe metheny's murder meat hut underrated episode (laughs) of ours very good episode honestly i wasn't even there for that one that's an underrated episode and then oh shit where did Oh, the Dybbuk box. That was just fun. <laughs> the that Dibbic, was just fun to do. The Dybbuk box has a, a, a kind of a, a, a spot in my heart because that's where Ghost Stroke came from. Yeah. 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 That yep. was the episode that introduced Ghost Stroke. And I think uh, Mengele introduced PCPP. It did. Okay. Yep. Yep. Did it really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Dude, that dates all the way back to the Mengele episode. Holy shit. Yeah. I so. think for me, it's obviously Tansler is like a shoe in for number one. But to pick something other than as Tansler, far as our best episode, like yeah. if I was going to submit something to a, a like a contest, yes. it would be that. It one. would absolutely yes. <laughs> if if we were submitting like for some kind of award, like if, if we're yeah. going to get the Emmy of podcasting, Webby. the the potties, uh, it's the potties. Is it a pot? <laughs> no, <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> I think it's the streamy, isn't it? It is the streamies, which okay. is not better yeah. than no, potty. It's, it's not better than potty. Please give us one. If you get um, a streamy and a potty, you can put them side to side and make a whole like mural. Out well, of it. yeah, but if you get two streamies, you gotta let you can't let them cross. Yeah, don't you cross, cross those cross streamies. streamies. <laughs> it's so aside from Tansler, which is definitely our best episode. My all-time favorite is my first episode. It was the babysitter and the man upstairs? Yeah. Oh, that was a good yeah. one too. And that's that's one of. Yeah, we actually have a cool podcast. That we didn't do. Even really <laughs> like, it's, it's weird to think back on it. Yeah. It hasn't even been a year yet, though. I know. We're yeah. not even. What are we like? Uh, uh, eight we just did like week twenty or episode twenty three well, plus some extra yeah. bullshit. Because I only number the two towns over episodes. Oh, true. So like campfire stories and midweeks, those don't get numbered. So oh, I only I only number the main episode. We we've had forty seven total episodes. Wow, including midweeks. Yep, that's almost so. a whole year. Yep. Yeah, and then uh, almost I, not quite. I loved Babysitter and the Man Upstairs. A because that was my first episode. Oh shit! So yeah, our anniversary is nine eleven. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Which equals eleven. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, 
that that episode was really wild because it was I like doing quote unquote unsolved cases that are totally fucking solved. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there's there's so much fun to talk about, mostly because we get to talk about how much the police fucked up. Yep. <laughs> That's why I've been watching Game Theory for fucking 15 years or however long they've been on YouTube. Yeah. Like, it's literally because I just love that feeling of, like, a a conclusion that is probably correct, or even if it's wrong, it's like, you can find the evidence to support a headcanon, you know? Right. I love that feeling. And then also the Halloween episode, because that's where we got Stoneham with his own bones. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is that's definitely going to be one of our T-shirts. Which episode was Jimbo Shrimp? Jimbo Shrimp was the House of Two Hundred Demons. Yep, House of Two Hundred Demons. Oh yeah. yeah, the Demon House. That's right. And that was also where Walcom uh, came from. Yeah, I still don't remember that. Don't touch. You the don't Walcom. remember Walcom? No. <laughs> boy, oh boy, you, how could you forget? Yeah. I was in a fugue state. Yeah, you were. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, you were you were kind of done. You were I, done with it. I was I was fully like I I even remember feeling surreal. Yeah. I was like, what yeah. is happening? That was a wild story. I just I gotta say though, not just because they're the most recent episodes, but the werewolf episode. I the first loved- one turned out. So good, and yeah. I, the second one's pretty fucking cool too. It's it, the first one felt so educational, mm-hmm. yeah. And then I was, it, I was listening to it. That was the one halfway through. Ruben was like, "How are you? Yeah, exactly what you said. It was. I hate. I love our episodes, but I hate it when it's actual. Yeah, I was learning. like, when it's just history. <laughs> yeah. And then I was listening to it, and I was like, yeah, I kind of still agree with that, but also I was thinking, damn, our podcast does stuff we we like actually we do we fungicate we, like we fungicate a little fungicate. bit yeah, yeah. edutainment edutain yeah we edutain yeah <laughs> but then all of that background information was actually so important for uh beast of jevedon 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 there you go gotcha yeah or gavodon which is how i've always <laughs> known it it was gavodon but no way is it spelled Gavodin. Yeah, it is. No. And the yeah. reason I know that is oh, because... French is wild. Uh, French fucking sucks. <laughs> do you remember the, the board game we played on my birthday? Atmosphere? Yeah. yeah. I won't play that again, by the way. The werewolf... I don't. I did horribly. Yeah, but you could do good next time. <laughs> you saw. I mean, he was winning, and then Cat just came along. Absolutely and wrecked Fucking yeah. obliterated him in the but final hour. The werewolf... All the characters, are, except for the poltergeist, all the characters are named after real people, or real stories mm-hmm. so the werewolf is elizabeth bathory uh oh. the zombie is baron samti uh the mummy is khufu um shit and the werewolf is gavodin but Gavodin. Oh. that's like an english pronunciation of gavodin wow is gavodin and then you have helen the poltergeist which has no helen the poltergeist mm-hmm. huh. her story was that she was such a brat that she Pitched such a big fit that she had an embolism and died. And she huh. continues to be a, a brat in the afterlife. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. What? Oh, and there was Anne de Chantefay and the witch. Yeah, sorry. I don't know if she was a real person or not. Probably if I looked, but mm-hmm. I don't want to. I got enough research I have to do on a daily basis. Yep. Right. But, you know what's actually kind of weird is that it is a lot of work 
to avoid knowing about horror. <laughs> oh, I bet. Yeah, tell us it's, about how much work you put in. No, to dead not ass. Knowing Ruben. No, for real though, <laughs> there are YouTube channels that I cannot watch anymore. Yep. Even though I really love them. Yep. Like there's, I can't listen to last podcast. I can't listen to this. <laughs> like the dude who did the One Piece podcast. His name is Tyler Crowley, uh-huh. and I have listened to both of his podcasts. He has three. I can't listen to the third one because guess what it's called? What? What the folklore? Oh. <laughs> so now I can't listen to that shit unless we've done something on it. Yep. And like, I, it's like. You got to cherry pick your episodes to make sure you're not spoiling. It's really, it is exactly like trying not to get spoiled for a Marvel movie, but, but the Marvel movie now. is real life. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you have to live it I, every day. I can't get spoiled by real life. Yeah. Like, <laughs> see, my problem is, is I, I have a hard time listening to those shows because I'm scared that listening to them will influence what I do. Yeah. So yeah. like lore. That's another part uh, what, of it too. That, that There's a podcast called Lore. Mm-hmm. I forget. Cat would know who it is. I can't remember. The name. Andy, Andy Lincoln, something like that. But um, so I Andy avoid. Circus? No, I avoid listening to those just because I don't want to be mm-hmm. influenced. But yeah, we don't time, want our episodes to end up sounding exactly like a different episode right. of something else. Because I've listened to two podcasts now that talked about Albert Fish. I've listened yeah. to uh, last podcast and I've listened to Time Suck. And it's two completely different types of podcasts. But the story that they tell, I mean, the history is pretty much the same linear mm-hmm. story. And I'm scared that I'm going to use what I heard from them instead of the book I have. You know, how right. And I'm scared that that's because I want us to be different. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think you shouldn't focus too hard on it, though. Like, I've, I feel like I've said it in the past, like. We are going to, like, we, one level of separation is enough to make, a di- like, a huge difference. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're researching something, especially, don't let yourself not, like, just integrate it, and then it'll filter out through your voice. Yeah. Which, right. after almost a year of writing for the podcast, I feel like is pretty well solid at this point well it's like that was a thing that we were worried about initially i feel like it's late enough in the game that we can confess that we were worried about being too similar to last podcast on the left yeah in the beginning again i've which i have never heard an episode of that podcast i tried to listen to one when don recommended it but i chose one that i was not for me that's fair and like and then I didn't know where else, like, I didn't know which other episodes to choose, and then I was listening to a different thing, so. <laughs> right. But it's basically the only things that really ended up being similar about it is that, you know, we're three friends in a room talking about spooky shit. Yeah. That's basically Every where... other horror podcast. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like... Exactly. Exactly. And I, really, the only other big similarity is that we also come at it from the comedic angle. Right. But, like... I had to have a conversation with myself about it one day because I was like, man, wait, are we ripping them off with our like whole premise? And then I'm like, wait, no, we are also allowed to talk about spooky shit and be funny right. and not be ripping them off. Because <laughs> like, that's where the Ruben in the mix is a well, big enough diversion. <laughs> well, I will say that not only personality wise, but, um, you know, also. Let's say skin tone wise. <laughs> I'm very different from a large portion yeah, of the horror community. That, that African American element. With there's there's a melanin difference we, in there. Yeah, there's a melanin difference where with <laughs> uh which I think is like 
automatically gives us, at least in the podcast space, yeah, gives us a huge difference of perspective than many, many podcasts. Like, if right. you think of an Urban Legends podcast or True Crime podcast, you're thinking of like... Two, it's either two women or three men, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> and they're all white in your head, yeah. all of them, even when they're not. And it's like, but like all the famous ones, all the big ones. Yeah. So I think like, you know, it's just an automatic difference, um, especially because I don't think my perspective is unique, but at least among my friends, like the culture and the media that I have consumed is so different in a yeah. weird way. Oh, yeah. Like we all have the same cultural references, but the things that we are referencing are different because the references are older than the shit we like. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I, you know, I'll say a joke and they'll say a, a th- totally foreign thing to me. Yeah. And like, but we all get it, you know? Yeah. It's like a couple of weeks. I forget. I said something and you said it back and I said, yeah. And you go, no, you're supposed to. And I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, <laughs> yeah. I, even after recording, I or editing it. I was like, I, I still don't get the joke. But okay. It's like, it's like, what was the thing that we had? I don't we're talking about. It's, it's almost like, it's that vine energy. I think Josh knew yeah. what I was trying oh, to go yeah. for where yeah. you're like, she had peanuts, peanuts, peanuts. Yeah. It's like, it's just like <laughs> repeating a word a few times. It's, it's not even funny, really. No, but it is because our whole generation just like refuses to acknowledge real humor mm-hmm. and we instead choose the void. We uh, are all surrealists. Yes. Mm, yeah. I mean, my favorite painter is Dolly and Alex Gray. So. That is exactly what our humor is like. Yes. It, it, <laughs> and Gen Z has taken it to. is very Dolly. Even like Gen Z, they're not even Dolly anymore. You know what they are? They're no. paint pouring. Dude, they're <laughs> fucking wild. Okay, like, dude. Every time I see like a meme that I like don't get at first, and I have to really look at it for a second, I'm like, man, we thought millennials were getting really weird. Bro, we, Gen oof. Z is fucking bizarre, and <laughs> they I are. love it. It's great, and I love it. The it's kids so are okay. Good. The kids are okay. They're not. No, at all. they're they're not they're okay. Not at all. Their sense of humor is but okay. their sense of humor is very well developed. Um, it's kind of crazy. Their cultural awareness is way more than ours was at their age, though. Because they, so they literally more. their entire life they've had cell phones. Yeah, and exactly. it's not only Which that, is not literally their thing, entire but... life they've had Twitter. Yes, yeah. like they've had the website that is for memeing. You yeah, know? like they've been on Vine. They've been on TikTok. Yeah. They've been on all Facebook when Facebook was the meme mm-hmm. one. Like they have been there for the whole, for this whole explosive, wildly quick shifting of culture. And so they like, just like if somebody hooked up a, like a device to you that translated one, like a, the scent of, I don't know, roses. Yeah. As a feeling, you would develop synesthesia. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You would develop a feeling associated with the smell of roses. People kind of talk about that in VR chat too, with uh, it's like the extra sensory thing. Yeah. Uh, so that's th- where like the like VR sex mm-hmm. is a thing. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Which that's is what, but weird, that's but like, 
you know, Gen Z has grown up in a time that forced them to gain yes. a cultural awareness as a survival tactic. Mm-hmm. You're never going to compete with that. Nope. Like, you just can't. There the was... only reason that I feel like I can is because that's what growing up black in America is like. Right. There was... And the South, especially. I can't even imagine. I literally can't even imagine. There was a, a British comedian that did a bit about how bad like the age of technology is for young people. And he talks about how he got to grow up just like, you know, sitting under a bridge with his friends. And he was like, nobody attacking my still forming mind. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's like, yeah, basically that's how we all grow up at this point. Millennial young currently younger millennials like me being just on the cusp mm-hmm. i'm like, like you z- and my sister yeah exactly you know we had a few good years where we were outside riding bikes in the cul-de-sac and stuff yeah. and then you know camera phones were as far as it went you right. would get a flip phone with a camera on it and that was mm-hmm. that was the pinnacle of technology i remember when those came out <laughs> and then and then smartphones came along and just our whole generation changed overnight yeah and I and I mean, me <laughs> back in the old day. I mean, I remember I had to sit by the the wall to talk on the phone. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And Twirl the cord around your you fingers, goddamn right, because you know, you're fidgeting yeah. with it. And, and then you, you have to fucking the, untangle it. Yeah, you wonder how the hell. It, I mean, did I do sixteen <laughs> somersaults while I was talking? What Dude, the hell? That's that's an OG fidget spinner yeah. right mm-hmm. there, standing on the phone talking to somebody who's like four or five houses down twirl in the the spiral cord yeah oh i was gonna say um i don't know if it's a bad thing the technology i think it's different i think like you know as humans we evolve constantly just like everything else on this planet it just so happens that our evolutionary tactic was thumbs and a brain yeah also and by a brain i really kind of just mean Spoken language. At a point nope. Too. Other animals have self-awareness. Other animals have the same senses that we do. We just have, we just analyze things and we developed a way to speak with, like to communicate so efficiently that we took over the planet. Like if ants were slightly better at communicating and had a sense of the future they would probably take this bitch over. That's yeah, true. But and like how terrifying or crows or pigs or whatever animal you want to say is like smart or has a society structure mm-hmm. similar to ours in some way. Like <clears throat> I just think that our brains are going are so adaptable very quickly. Like like even an individual person's brain can adapt in absolutely astonishing ways over the course of a lifetime. That's our evolutionary tactic, and it's working real well, both for and against us. It's I think it's given way to a lot more anxiety in in youth. I think that that is actually not the fault of the technology. It's the fault of the way we're using it. Right. Well, that's 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 what I mean, too. Yeah, no, that's definitely on adults. So, I mean, Bo Burnham says it in... um, What's welcome, this, to the welcome to the internet. Like, I'm not yeah. going to condemn, like, you know, y'all know I'm pretty anti having guns around. Yeah. Pretty much don't do that. I would rather, we. I wish we could de-arm the country, but we can't. Mm-mm, it's too late. But I do support pretty heavy gun reform. 
but I'm not, I am, you know, contrary to the fascistic point of view, I am not saying that the gun is at fault. Right. I am saying that we created a tool and now it's way too late to teach people the correct way to use that tool. Uh, that's very much the Bo Burnham line. He says, uh, mommy let you use her iPad. You were barely two and it did all the things we designed it to do. Yep. Yeah. We have, we've have created a beautiful, incredible world changing technology and we have horrifically misused it. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, so like a human. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> to air is to human, but can we just fucking stop? I mean, you take this show. This show could not have been made if if there was podcast abilities twenty years ago. This show could not have been made no. on a regular basis because everything you research would have to you'd have to go to the library, yeah, find the books, yeah, you know, and most of the research you do comes from you know some newspaper article from some other town somewhere. You're not going to yeah. find that in the library of your local city. No, you had to travel to research yeah. things that didn't happen in your town. <laughs> so and on that end, yeah, the internet is great. But like we talked before we started recording, things like Twitter, where we try to take a complex issue and boil it down to 160 characters and say, this is my opinion, and throw it out in the world – and expect, you know, people to say, okay, I agree with your opinion, you know, and they say that in 160 characters. Right. We're not talking to each other anymore. Mm-hmm. No, we talk at. Yeah. We yes. talk at each other. And I've been saying that for years. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Fight Fight Club kind of turned me onto that thought. And I know I'm not going to jump into a whole thing about how Fight Club is a Phyllis. I'm not that kind of man. I promise. <laughs> now, but- if, you th- if you take. Carl Jung. (laughs) (laughs) His name was Robert Paulson. Uh, um, No, it was just one line out of Fight Club that stuck with me for a long time, which was when uh, Marla is talking to the narrator. Mm -hmm. And she says, uh, when, or he says, when people think you're dying, they really listen. And then she says, instead of just waiting for their turn to speak. And that Mm kind of changed my mind a lot. I'm like, shit, when I talk to people, am I just waiting? Oh, fuck, I am. Communication is fucked. I'm doing it wrong. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's it's sad. It's not sad to me. But, you know, one of the things that I picked up whenever I was listening to that that podcast the other day was Bo Burnham has kind of become my go-to philosopher. About he would hate to hear that. I know. That. I know. He would hate to hear that. And I'm not. I'm not. Oh, to... boo hoo, Socrates! Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> Tweet that at him. <laughs> but, I don't respect Socrates enough. <laughs> but you know, I would never insult Bo Burnham like that. I've been. I've always been fascinated. Um, the the book. What is the book called? Brave New World. Oh yeah, uh, uh, H.G. Oh, Aldous Huxley? I thought it was H.G. Yeah. Wells for no. some reason. Um, that was the story about society had, had, there was a chemical that everybody could take called Soma, which basically- So much of these nuts. God damn it. Yes. <laughs> oh, fuck you. So, um, but- I was going to say Soma these nuts. <laughs> But no, the whole thing behind Soma was you drink it and or you take this. this. That is what Gen Z has done <laughs> <Yes>. to us. <laughs> and it, you know, every you're happy. Everything is happy. And the book is as you go along, you realize that it's kind of one of those. Uh, Ruben and I talked about it on original tangents about happiness, the idea of happiness and slavery. Yeah, that you can become so used to whatever is enslaving you that you can only be happy by what is enslaving you. 
And so like that, and then um, the idea of if anybody music- doesn't understand that concept, drug addiction is that concept. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's happening yes. with slavery. It's uh, like I can't feel good without this drug. This drug is ruining my life. Right. Right. But you continue to do it because it makes you feel good. It's the only thing you know at that point. Right. And that's a lot of times what I I tend to think of social media. And anymore with social media, I don't really get on it. As much. I mean, yeah. I still go to YouTube because that's YouTube. I mean, that's also... I only use Instagram for uh, my my memeing. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, do I get... 10, 15 memes a day from Ruben on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. I don't. And then, well, that's because you're not on Instagram. Yeah. Are you really? Yeah, but it's not under my name. Oh. It's under Compassion Rock. Oh, that's why. It's because yeah. I was I was like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> okay. So you will soon. Um, <laughs> I, uh, so I use Instagram for memes. I don't use TikTok. I, I took myself off Twitter like a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't – or maybe it was last year. It doesn't matter. I, I use Facebook because um, my some of my friends are older and they only use Facebook. <laughs> so Call I needed out. to send them I'm sitting memes. right here, asshole. Well, <laughs> well. And then – uh, I also use Facebook for other reasons. Don't leave out OnlyFans. <laughs> I do I use OnlyFans? I don't think I use OnlyFans. Which means I don't use OnlyFans. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> yeah, the whole thing that we're talking about here is the reason actually that I struggle to like I keep saying I'm gonna give us a better social media presence. And I just every time I try you know to what? dive into the social media bubble. You know what I do use OnlyFans for though, for real? Is I literally every time I have like an extra ten or fifteen bucks, I'll shoot somebody of our friends who has one. Uh-huh. I'll just sub for a month. Nice, and then I just don't look at it anymore. Pay sex workers. <laughs> well, yeah, for sure. Support your friends, but like also because OnlyFans is such a shitty website. That's true. Yeah. It's just yeah. not user friendly. No, and that's a sin. <laughs> but it's every time i like sit down and i'm like okay i'm gonna play the algorithms i'm gonna jump in i'm gonna give us a great social media presence i just like i look at what you have to do to make the algorithms like you Uh and i'm like this is so insincere and yeah sort of degrading yes Mm -hmm. yes it is like you're asking me to really really like put on an act here and i got out of customer service to stop putting on an act that's 100 percent of the reason why i took like i used to be very online yeah oh me too and i had to stop because it was i felt like i wasn't you know you know you go on the internet you become very online Mm because you're looking for like connection Yep. Somewhere that ain't here. But it's artificial. And it's so artificial. It feels like ass. Mm -hmm. So I fully just stopped. I couldn't do it anymore because that shit sucks. Yeah. Um, For. Like literally therapy made me quit fucking Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a that's a sign that your website is bad. You want to know what my big like wake up moment with social media was. I was getting ready to get in the shower one day and I was, uh, I had already like, I was just about to get into the shower and I was like, Oh, I'm going to look at Facebook real quick. And I got lost scrolling Facebook for so long Mm -hmm. that my water went cold. (laughs) 
and I was like, social media might be the worst thing, actually. Now I have to go wait 30 minutes for the water heater to fill back up. And like, again, what am I going to do? I'm not right. I'm going to go scroll Facebook for 30 fucking minutes and then it's going to be an hour and a half. And I'm not going to condemn a tool because at its base, every social media platform is just a platform for sharing thoughts and ideas. Unfortunately, the people who run the platform, I'm not going to blame the tool of share ideas across the world. Mm -hmm. I will blame the people who are using that tool to, I don't know, for instance, put you on TikTok for four and a half hours looking at shit that you don't actually care about. Yeah. Or the kind of people that are using Twitter to put vitriol in people's faces yes. and, and ignite flame wars between McDonald's and Wendy's and other stupid right. shit like that. Yeah. Like, like and Don all was that saying insincere earlier. corporate social media bullshit right. pisses me off so much. That corporation's Twitter handler is not your fucking friend. No. Even if they are, they're not because they're at work. Yes. Like if like when you are at work, you ain't my friend. You're working. When I'm at work, you're not my friend. I'm working. Right. Like that's a different face. Yeah. Like it's not the fate. There there are maybe two or three customers that I had in my four and a half years at CVS where like when they come in that when they came into the store, I could drop the mask for a minute and be like, What the fuck is up, dude? Let me tell you about this shit ass <laughs> day I've been having. There may maybe two or three customers in all my years there. Yeah. That when they came in, I, I could be I could be real with them for the 10 minutes that they were in there grabbing their wine and NyQuil for the night. That's at will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like also like at work is the same as online as well, because like my work friends are great. And the ones I have right now are super supportive and very good. But they are still my work friends, which means mm-hmm. they don't fucking know me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, they can listen to this podcast. I, If you guys want to get to know me, hell yeah. Let's hang out. Some of us have already started to do that, which means you're just my friends, not my work friends. But, like, my work friends A are, friend who you work with, not a work right. friend. Right. Yeah. You, you, you can start as a work friend and then become a friend who I work with. Right. But, like, it's you, you don't fucking know me. I don't know you. I know who is working with me. Like, I know yeah. that at work what you're going to do. What the fuck do you do when you go home? Do you smoke a whole lot? Do you not smoke a whole lot? Do you, do you not smoke at all? Lot. Do you drink way too much? Like, what's going on? Tell I don't me know your, your fucking advice. life. I don't even know some of these people if they have kids or not. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't know your life. You don't know mine. So, like... And that's... That's the internet. That's the... Yeah, I was going to say, that's Except parasocial Except that we try to pretend that we do know each other. Yes. Which is why I'm so against parasocial relationships. Yes. I make jokes about them. Like, oh, yeah, for sure. Like, please develop a parasocial relationship with Ruben and pay us all money. Well, there are also <laughs> healthy and unhealthy parasocial relationships. Sure. Like, you can feel like you're hanging out with your friends while you're listening to this podcast as long as you remember that you don't actually know us and you don't text me at 3 o'clock in the morning your time. Right. Like, with, like not like the people who have been messaging us. Like, yeah. like, like that dude that was like, buy me a phone. Right. Like, like what you guys the buy fuck? Me a phone. You don't, I, what I'm are you doing? And I need it for everything. Like, dude, no. What? <laughs> like, you know, ask a question about the show. Sure. You know, 
it was suggest a legend. Okay, yeah, cool. absolutely. Three AM shower thought. Fuck yeah, I don't care. But like, <laughs> uh, just keep in mind that you do not actually know us. Like, and we don't actually know you, which which especially for us creates a level of like y'all know us better than we know you, yeah. and that is not a comfortable thought. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it is weird. Yeah, it actually, when I made the post today about the ten thousand downloads, you know, I said, you know, I speak for Ruben, Josh, Kat, and Kelsey. And when I started to type Ruben's name, it said at Ruben, you know, so I could tag him. And at first, you like, get well, untagged so fucking fast. <laughs> well, so I was sitting there, I was like, well, you know, let me do that. So you know, because Kat doesn't get on Facebook, yeah, so she would know. But then, you know, I. You know, Kat's got a, a picture of her, and Kelsey's got a picture of her, and I'm sitting there going, "If I post this, oh, that's harassment central, bud." We yeah, can't. they're going to yeah. know. They can click on that and go to their Facebook page and start, you know, bothering Kat and bothering Kelsey. Yeah. So I was like, "Nah, I ain't going to do that." You know, we'll stick with first names. They may know our first. I mean, obviously, they can. You know, you could probably find us, but yeah. like, I think you're friends with a couple of our sure. friends on Facebook at yeah, this point, Carly and. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that's why when we're on the page, we will put we'll comment as the show, yes, with our name in parentheses instead of commenting as us because like that's you know, just so you can apply my voice to what I write, right? It's just so you can apply the appropriate voice, <laughs> but also like I am not a social person. I am an introvert. Even healthy, I am an introvert. Yes, all, I all don't... of the social interaction that both my girlfriend cat, not the other cat, and I get on a weekly basis is we have some incredible friends that we've met playing video games. Mm-hmm. That um, amazing, amazing friends. And yeah, and that's that's a good point too. Like we don't want to just shit on things. Like it is really possible to make really great friends online, mm-hmm. right? But also, I am an introvert. And also because of other reasons, trauma being one of them, I don't like not being able to speak to you. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean not on a phone, not over fucking FaceTime, unless I have to. Ethan, I love you. <laughs> but, um, like, I, I, it's like I, to foster healthy relationships for me, I need to be face to face. Yeah, like I just have to because of ADHD and trauma. It's like you literally don't exist if I am not standing in front of you. Like it's like that's why I keep sending memes so often is because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, Josh, that's a real person. Cool, cool, yes. cool. Like <laughs> I, I have to, I have to continuously be reminded that you are a fucking tangible human being with thoughts mm-hmm. and feelings, and because otherwise my brain will just wash that. Out of my mind. Yeah. Which is why I didn't talk to any of y'all from fucking when I graduated high school until we started the podcast. Like, right. It's because it wasn't because I wasn't thinking of you. It's because I couldn't. Yeah. It's I, I have a huge issue with like falling off with people like that yeah. too. Like Mark is one of the only people that I keep in touch with actively without seeing often um, like mm-hmm. a, at all. Yeah. Ethan is that for me where it's like yeah. he's really the only person that like. I still have a long distance friendship with him because he was my best friend when he was here. Mm-hmm. So he's still my best friend now that he's gone because of the fact that both he and I put in like, like not a neurotypical 
level of effort, like right. a, a neurodivergent yes. level of effort to stay in touch. That is, yeah, that's the same kind of thing that, you know, Kat and, Kat and I have with our online friends. We have maybe, uh, that Candice, uh, Candice four. Dig yeah, 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 yeah. She gets it all the time. <laughs> ah, we, we, shit. <laughs> I thought it was an online tag. I thought it was that was the joke. No, no. Her no. name is just Can that's so unfortunate right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Candace. <laughs> um that's we've we've got those maybe four friends that are like real friends that we've made online. Like mm-hmm. friends that we would road trip to meet and hang out with in real life. Like I just joined the Discord for the One Piece podcast that I listened to, Piecemeal, the Tyler mm-hmm. Crowley joint that I was talking about earlier. Yep. And I it said, you know, wave to say hi or whatever. So everybody else sent the sticker. So I sent a sticker as well, the little wavy thing. Yeah. Mob mentality. And then <laughs> well, yeah, because it's like cool, 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 whatever. I'm yeah. here. Hey, hi, hi, everybody. And I got and I started getting notifications. Yeah. And I kept getting notifications, and then I realized that I had to turn off my notifications because people were replying to my wave by waving. And one of the first people to do so was um, Dave from the fucking podcast. Mm-hmm. And I immediately was like, oh, sick. Dave <laughs> was like, hey, because he's in the Discord right now. That's that's cool. That felt great. And then 15 other people did it, and I was like, I don't like this anymore. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's how introverted I am. It's like even when the guy from the podcast did it, I, I felt a little bit uncomfortable. Like oh, I don't necessarily, I didn't necessarily want anybody to reply to this. I was just doing this because there was it was a button. And I just clicked the button, and now there's people here actually, and I didn't yeah. like that. So now I now I I only wanted to be on there. And again, I've been listening to this podcast since the first release a year ago, and like I just today joined the Discord. And then cut the notifications off because the only reason I want to be on there is for they have a spoiler section mm-hmm. and I just want to read what everybody's thinking. That's it. I don't want to say shit. I don't want to be there really. I just want right. I'm like a lurker. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, not in like on an online sense. Like I don't like to, I don't know. Like they offered, we were doing a spot at work for like a, like a, like an ad where they wanted to film um, a, a, a server. Yeah. And they were like, "Hey Ruben, you want to be you want to be on camera?" And I was like, "Fuck no!" Before I could right. think, like, and this is my boss asking me this, and I'm like, "Fuck no!" And they were like, "What? Don't you have a podcast?" I was like, "Yeah, because a podcast does not involve a camera." Right. I don't want people to see me. Don't perceive me. Yeah. Don't do it. It's kind of like with um, when I was doing the plays. If if I was on stage playing a character, I was fine. Yeah, but the like minute, that. like we did, um, the hee haw, the country music one, uh huh, the re- the the review, mm-hmm. and it was just me on stage singing a song. I was I was so fucking just mm-hmm. shutting down. But you put me on stage where I'm playing Zeus, and I'll just freeform. Just I am okay. Like I've done two things on stage total. Right. Not including being stagehand, because that's just, you're running around moving shit. But, like, I was, I did that one review where we were singing a bunch of, like, show tunes way back at ACT. Mm -hmm. And I didn't like that. Right. It was not comfortable at all. And then I, years later, was Mel Pomeney in Xanadu, as you well know. And 
you know, I did well both times, but like I didn't like it. I, right. you know, it was not. I don't like being on. I don't like be, that much attention being on me. Yeah, I don't mind commanding the attention of like a, a small group of my friends. Yeah, but I do not want to command the attention of a crowd. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that either. But because with this, I can just record a thing and send it out, and it's cool that people are listening to it. But they're not looking at me while they're doing it. Right. And I got to thinking, because I saw your face, was it last week or the week before, and Josh and I started talking about doing legend tripping and road trips and stuff, mm-hmm. and filming it, and you had that look on your face like, uh-uh, no, no, yeah, no, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then I got to thinking the best way for that is just to have you be the cameraman. True that. Then you don't have to be on camera. That's You fair. can still comment. That's true. Which is what everybody wants from you anyways. Mm-hmm. But it's good that it's good that uh, my wishes can be fulfilled in such a way. <laughs> See, I'm there for you, bro. My 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 the thing I least look forward to mm-hmm. and and is maybe the biggest clue uh, to our um, level of success are live shows, which I might regret bringing up here now that we've hit 10,000 downloads. But that you like, least look forward to or you most look least forward to? look forward to? I figure I as much. Don't I? It, I'm willing to do a live show. I don't want to film it. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't necessarily like lit theaters. If I can see the audience, it's worse. Right. Oh, like, for sure. I don't. I can't. I just can't be. It would be a different vibe. Oh yeah. And I I I don't look forward to having to be on stage. I don't necessarily not look forward to meeting people. Right. Because I do like to meet people. I just don't like to do it in don't extra to social like situations. Yeah. Or to yeah. be, we just don't need to do like a huge meet and greet. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, just like occasionally. Like if we go to a con yeah. one day, like PodCon or that whatever. That would be awesome. That would be really dope, right? Also, I wouldn't want to be on stage. Like, But <laughs> yeah. I would do it. But then we would we couldn't do like a huge meet. We would have to be like, you have to find us yeah. later, kind of. <laughs> like. Because I don't know, I just we'll it makes me feel so uncomfortable. Like. <laughs> but like, I do. I want to give. Like, I don't. Oh God, it feels so fucking weird to say fans of the show. I know <laughs> it is oh, still it is, even yeah. even after I eight months that we've been at this. It's it's weird to think that there are people out there who like who look are, forward to yeah, Sundays, waiting for our next episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I want to give those people like an opportunity to say, hey, yeah. Right. Or people like um, was it Katie in the, the girls? Yeah, Ohio? yeah, absolutely. The no. the rider dies that yeah. have been there the, since yeah, the Katie very Reitzel, beginning. Yeah, Katie Reitzel, um, the our our trio of plant moms in Ohio. <laughs> yep. Like anybody who might be a big enough fan to want to say hi, you know, right. I would love to give that opportunity. But like at the same time, I, you know, I think it's important that our fans, who some of whom have expressed their gratitude that we are, you know, pretty mental health focused. Yeah. Someone just said in a comment on uh, today's post about 10,000 total downloads um, that we make them smile uh, even at their darkest when they listen to the show. And that's, yeah, I want that's a great feeling. Considering our subject matter. I know. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But that is exactly like, that is why I, I, but I think it's important for, you know, 
those people and, and others to understand that like, yeah, we'll be out there. I'm not going to act all weird and shit, but yeah. just know, you know, kind of don't fucking hug me or whatever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, just like, you know, be cool. I did. We're all, we all have a journey and mine <laughs> happens to be filled with anxiety. Right. <laughs> oh, mine is so, so, my anxiety is so selective. It is so hit or miss the things that I get anxious about because one day I might be incredibly anxious about one thing and the next day I might be completely fine with that ex- same exact thing. It's like yeah. s- some days I can smoke a bunch of weed and not get really anxious and then some days I don't I, – I like I won't hit the bong at all because it will give me crippling anxiety for the next two hours. Yeah. Um, but like when we did uh, theater – that was a big thing that I loved was at the end of every show. What happens at the end of every show, Ruben? Okay, so for the people who are not uh, thespians or have thespian uh, family members. And I don't know if this is, I don't know if every community theater does this, but I'm, ours sure did. I'm pretty sure it's a, I think it is like a community theater thing. Because mm-hmm. I think even some Broadway shows do a similar thing. I'm not sure though. About Maybe. those ones. Maybe. But for many community theaters, it is a, Tradition with roots dating back to I don't even fucking know mm-hmm. where at the end of the show, you, they do the bows and the medley at the end. They close the curtain, you know, curtain call. And then the actors and performers and sometimes some of the stagehands or management will line up like outside the exit doors to the theater. Like so in the, that in the lobby, like the, in the, the lobby. lobby that leads to the, the main door to exit the theater. Yeah. Like in a, basically like in a tunnel to lead mm-hmm. you out. And yeah, you don't, get to don't like, stop for another glass of wine. We're blocking the wine is what's really happening. Right. You're drunk enough. So you're, so they're basically giving you that opportunity to like shake their hand and be like, Hey, that was dope. You yep. got a, you know, it was great. I loved your part. So on and so forth. Yeah. I or love it or give that. a flowers or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I absolutely loved that that moment at the end of every show. That's why I say I'm super nervous, because the only two shows I ever did, which was the review at ACT Mm -hmm. and then the Xanadu, Xanadu. Mm -hmm. that was my least favorite part. Yeah. See, no, I I really I, I loved the feeling of look at all these people who just enjoyed this performance that, that feels I good. was a part of. They they want to come up to me and they want to say hi yeah. and thank you. And that was really big to me because you put a lot of work into that performance. For sure. And then And that part does feel good and validating. Yeah. The problem that I have is that for me uh, it's like a wave of people and social mm-hmm. interactions that I had to prepare for. Yeah. And and it is draining rather than like later, much later, when I've had a chance to recover, it feels great. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, damn, all those people really thought I was cool, whatever. Uh, for me, the best version of that was when we did Rocky. Because, you know, you horror. were in... Yeah, ro- Rocky Horror. I feel Not like, Rocky Balboa, the musical. Yeah. We didn't do that one. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense to me. That makes a lot of sense. Like, if I had been like a riffraff, I could have yes. been way more, you know, in character and not been... 
like had a separation from it. Uh, particularly for me, the the very big deal was the year that I played Rocky in Rocky Horror mm-hmm. because if I was no Rocky goes on the stage um, in basically a diaper, basically a spandex little teeny diaper. tiny gold shorts. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I was wearing yeah, enough yeah. fabric like to speedo. cover just the important bits. Uh-huh. Yeah, just just the parts that would have made it illegal. Barely. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then at the end of the show. The part that I'm, what I'm actually wearing when we go out for the meet and greet with everyone who just came and saw the show is the fishnets, the fishnets and the panties and the garter belts, corset corset and a feather boa. Mm -hmm. And I've always been a really self-conscious person about my body. I worked out a lot for that show. Like I cut some weight, I tanned (laughs) and I've also always been really weird about like physical touch. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm weird about it. But after I had just done Rocky, which is a very touchy feely show. Uh, That's one of the reasons I can't do that one. <laughs> and we went out into the lobby and there were people that like wanted to come up and hug me and take pictures with me in that outfit and everything. And it's like all my anxiety about physical touch was gone because I was still in character more mm-hmm. or less because it t- kind of takes me a second to like. You know, some actors can, some actors can't. I could not just simply switch off the show just because we went out because I am still in full costume Mm -hmm. and I am still seeing the audience. So I'm still partially in character. So people come out and they want to like put their hand on my chest when they take a picture with me. And I'm like, I'm great with that. And I'm like wrapping my arms around their hips and throwing my leg up with show, showing off my high some heels. About, some about the high heels and fishnet combo Dude, just does that. It just <laughs> does it to you. And that was amazing to me, especially because it was not something I ever could have done in any other context. Like, you know, I'm I'm not. Yeah, I had to wear a toga dress to be male pomenade. And <laughs> for me, I can't switch on a performance like for me if i'm on stage ruben is on stage right. in a costume yeah <laughs> you know what i'm saying like so for me it, that uncomfortable feeling just builds and builds throughout the night and then i have to go home and recover and then i gotta go do it the next day and i just don't want to do it no more part of it for me was the big confidence boost too because i had never been in front of anyone except you know a handful of girlfriends before that wearing that little clothing uh, well, I mean, and also everyone backstage at the theater because theater That's people different. have no shame and we all strip pretty much fully <laughs> naked in front of each other. In the That's also room. another thing that made me extremely <laughs> uncomfortable about theater stuff. I will never stuff. forget the first time we were changing for spam a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm standing there and I'm like trying to find a place and, and I just see like some chick just throw her clothes off and I'm like, oh, so we're doing this. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yep. Yeah. See that, that, that I, as I have discussed before in episodes of this podcast, um, as a person with sexual trauma and a weirdness about women, yeah, it was a huge shock to me. It was to only- walk into the back and have just teenagers and adults alike just mm-hmm. tossing clothes. That, that it shit was almost freaked me the fuck out. It was an exposure therapy thing it for was, me. It mm. was it was it was like level five of exposure therapy when I hadn't done level one yet. <laughs> okay, that shit that's, was wild. That's fair. But for me, it was like it was a little shocking at first. But then I was yeah, like, one, I can't remember her name, but one lady walked out fully fucking topless, and it was like, <laughs> what? What is happening? And I'm like my sixteen thing. at the time. I'm like, ah, oh, right. help! I was like, oh. There's really literally just nothing sexual about this whatsoever. Even yeah. 
even if I was attracted to any of these people, oh, that's the goal for sure. Just yeah. he- overall, yeah. that's the goal. It, it it just snapped into place for me so quickly. It, like it it. I mean, that is that has and that has always kind of been the goal for me as you know, just because of what I have been through. But mm-hmm. like, it fucking is still weird. Like I don't like it. That's all. I just don't <laughs> like it. I, I, I'm not a big fan of it either. I mean, like, it's, I don't know. It's kind of how I imagine many women must feel walking around in public where yeah. it's like, you know, I, I don't go to the beach because uh, there are too many women around with no fucking clothes on. And that shit makes me feel uncomfortable in a real way. Right. And like. I feel like that's kind of I've I've heard it described by various comedians and or Twitter people where it's like dating men is like dating a bear, like a something that's much bigger and scarier than you that could kill you at any moment. And for me, dating a woman is like dating a scorpion. Yeah, it's like very cool, awesome to touch and hold. It glows in the dark sometimes. <laughs> What girls are you dating? Are you, are, are you huh? talking about your Fallout roleplay? <laughs> Maybe. Don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Um, but also, like, if you are not extremely careful, it will sting you and you might die. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like playing with a spider. It's a bonding thing for me, too. Like, there's a there was a huge comfort level that happened with everyone, and it's part of what made me immediately so comfortable to just like be almost entirely naked in front of everyone else in the green room at the theater was they were also comfortable doing it. Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh, we, yeah, we that's all what got feel, me through it. Honestly, yeah. it was like, everybody was cool. Everybody we was chill and it wasn't weird. So comfortable and safe around each other. And yeah. I've got a quick story actually about that because I did um, a high school play. I, mm-hmm. I got into community theater first. My first show was Hair. And while community theater is not horny, high school theater <laughs> is, is definitely horny. very yeah, horny. So horny. And right, well, I mean, it's and parents, that's cool. Teenagers. It's cool. It's it's, it's fine. Fully Nothing's fine. gonna happen. Nothing's gonna happen. It's just like it's hormonal. Really horny. Like <laughs> it's not like physical. It's just horny. That's all. Um, I did this high school play. And Probably theater kids are healthier about sex than the rest of us. I'll just put that out there. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. They're way more progressive. Way better at it than yeah. us. Just like in a in a just a cultural moral way. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but so there were a bunch of other, you know, like people who had done community theater and stuff, another a bunch of other kids with me who mm-hmm. had done community theater. And so those of us who were already comfortable in that headspace, we would go into the dressing room and, you know, we're dropping trowel, we're mm-hmm. changing right in front of everyone else, and mm-hmm. nobody's thinking anything of it. And I'm like leaving. Meanwhile, and- the freshman. Yes, this fucking kid comes out behind me and he's like, oh my God, you guys, I just saw Ashley change right in front of me. And I I immediately turned around. I went back in there and I was like, listen, some of these people are not theater kids. You need to go talk to the, the teacher and the director and tell them that y'all need a separate changing room because yeah. apparently some people can't handle. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like. And the next day they had that. Mm-hmm. They they had a whole separate room that's a, that's that a had good normally response. been locked. Yeah, that's a good response. I see. When I started in community theater back in the olden days, <laughs> there was separate men and women dressing rooms. 
I feel like a lot of places there probably still are sure. because I a mean, lot of be people fair, can't the, be trusted. This right, right, and to be but to be fair, like the one that we were in was like a lot of people who had known each other for a long time. Yes, yeah, like you know, almost entirely locals. A lot of yeah. mostly locals, mostly families. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know, people who it's cool. Like you got you know, while I had my hangups. After the first few times of the dress rehearsals, it was like still a little bit nerve wracking, but it was definitely like, okay, it's chill. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to be worried about. Nobody's yeah. doing weird Nobody shit. Nobody is ogling anybody else right. in that room. I swear to God. It's like it's actually amazing. Yes. And like that was a big thing for that me. Is one it's, of- I could not believe that I was in that situation and I'm like, wait aren't I attracted to like at least a couple of these people? And I was like, wait, it doesn't matter right now. Yeah. 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 That's exactly it. It's yeah. like, it is like, Oh, who cares? We're just changing. Yes. <laughs> Whatever. Exactly. We're and it's all not just backstage like, changing to go back on yeah. stage. And, and when you guys are, who aren't theater kids or have that kind of a experience, um, with many different things, band kids, which I was one of those as well. Like band kids are even hornier than theater. Band kids, kids are much hornier than theater kids. We are wow, constantly blowing things. They need to get. Hey, bud, we got there are certain instruments that have a spit valve. (laughs) I know I played French horn, yeah, bud. So that's the horniest one, (laughs) no pun intended, but definitely intended, though. I only played for one year, yeah. I was a saxophone, I had a tenor saxophone, I played clarinet. Nice. Well, I mean, that's basically the same. As every other woodwind. I wanted to play alto sax, but I didn't pass the test. I don't. I don't like alto people. Oh, cool. <laughs> See, this is another thing that band kids know. Like <laughs> mostly alto because people. Oh, the horn section. Oh. <laughs> the altos in our band specifically were all kind of arrogant. Yeah, <laughs> they were not fun. the tenors. Where the tenor sax is like the one position in band where it's like you don't even know, like what's the vibe on that? Like, what do you? What are they like? Jazz and anime? What are like? like... Well, the reason I didn't continue was because first of all, I didn't want to play the French horn, but it was the only thing left that I was willing to play. Mm. And um, trumpets are. I was in beginning band, you know, so we were playing Jingle Bells and mm-hmm. Little Re- or Mary Hat or what is it? Uh, Twinkle, twinkle, Mary had a little, little star, thing, and Mary had a little, little star. Yeah. Shit, yeah. And about halfway through this, this, the year, um, the seventh grade, um, I wasn't doing very well in the math class I was in. It was too advanced for me, and they wanted me to switch to a regular general math. But the only general math class that was available was at the same time as beginning band. And I had been first chair in mm-hmm. beginning band the entire time. I was time. first chair clarinet the whole time, yeah. I, I also only first did or one second year. for... And a long time. the band teacher, he was like, oh, we'll, we'll put him in symphonic, you know, which is like two steps above where I yeah. was. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, and then I'm going from like Jingle Bells and we had our next concert and he's wanting me to play trills and shit like. Yeah. And I'm like, Mary had a little. Yeah, right. French horn is kind of hard to play, too. It's annoying. Also, halfway through the semester, I broke my collarbone. Oof. And you have to hold the French horn at an angle. Yeah. And I couldn't. So I'm sitting there holding it, like, flat. It was just... I didn't feel comfortable. So I was like, you know, next year I'll just take 
shop. <laughs> yeah, I went to guitar, which was really convenient because the inside of an acoustic guitar is a great place to hide your weed when you buy it at school. <laughs> yeah. See, I took guitar in 10th grade because I figured it'd be an easy A because I had already knew how to play guitar. And the guitar class was great because, you know, we had the books where you had to learn Jingle Bells and Mary Had a Little Lamb and all that. But the teacher for guitar was also the teacher for band. Mm-hmm. And he was more concerned with the band yeah. than he was with guitar class. See, I so, was lucky. It was the other way around. My guitar teacher was also the band teacher, but he was a guitarist before he was a, a band instructor. Yeah. He cared much more about guitar. So, you know, we would take our tests and everything, you know, we'd do our Michael roll your boat ashore or whatever. And as soon as he would go off and he's like, all right, just practice. And as yes. soon as he would leave, I would turn, we would all turn around to each other. Oh, dude, you know, stairway to heaven. Oh, show me your stairway to, you know, something yes. like that. Yep. I learned more from the, kids in the class than i did the teacher i feel like that's the best way for a guitar class to go actually because i literally just want somebody to teach me how to read fucking tablature what it means for my finger yeah Yeah, but i need someone to teach me because of how i learn best yeah but like me too once i know where my fingers are supposed to go based on the dots on the page i will fucking figure it out (laughs) like that's how brandon brandon bastard (laughs) 16 years i had that kid he never showed interest in guitar and then last year he's like i want to learn to play guitar all right i'll i'll teach you you know when we have chance to because you know he works most of the time i was like when we have a chance i'll teach you little fucker goes learns on his own yep and is doing good occasionally come up what is this dad and i'll say that's a you know that's a hammer on or a pull off yeah and show him what that means okay thanks and he's gone again yep yeah that's exactly what i want is like a fucking literally like an anime absentee mentor <laughs> like, <laughs> I like was, you he teaches me the basics and then moves on <laughs> i was more or less like my guitar teachers were the same way in school so it would be like we would get there they would teach us this is a g chord this is an F chord. It's yeah. a, you, ha- you have to do a, a, a finger bar on this one. It's kind of a bitch. And I'm like, oh, fuck, let me learn this shit for a week. Mm-hmm. And I would learn the basics like that. And then the teacher would, you know, go and grade papers for whatever. Yeah. And we would have like an hour where it's just the whole guitar class. And we did exactly what you said where, you know, we would be like, oh, hey, you know how to play that song? How does that one go? What? Oh, you capo? Oh, sweet. I don't have a capo. Now I have to buy a capo. But <laughs> you, it, we would all just teach each other. And I feel like that's a much more natural way yeah. for a group of especially teenagers to mm-hmm. learn something, anything. That's how the. That's the, also like, it, it, I don't know if it's, I guess it, it could be considered more natural, but like, it's also more efficient. Like, yeah. you teaching, like, learning happens automatically you just have to follow the correct patterns Mm -hmm. so again somebody or something teaches you the basics then you confer with people who are on the same level as you Mm -hmm. to kind of figure those out then you confer with people who are above you yes and while you are co-teaching and co-learning you're learning faster you develop a rivalry with some kid you don't even talk to. You're like, that little fucker learned that song. Now I have to go home and spend mm-hmm. four hours learning that song tonight. But and he doesn't that's, even that's know the, that I hate him. That's the true tension between tenor sax and alto sax. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how the Beatles learned. Like John Lennon and Paul McCartney, they would take their guitars on. None of the Beatles ever learned how to read music. Yeah. 
and they would just take neither the guitars did, on the bus. Neither did Nick Cannon in, in Drumline. <laughs> But, you know, they would take the guitars on the bus. That was such like a deep dig. (laughs) (laughs) They would take the guitars on the bus and there'd be somebody on the bus, like a jazz musician or something, would teach them a new chord. And they'd be like, oh, that's great. And they would take that chord and incorporate it into what they wanted. Yeah. And that they literally just learned by somebody showing them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I wrote a couple of fucking Beatles. Right. I wrote a couple of little, you know, like four chord songs mm-hmm. that just like somebody taught me this like weird variation that I could do on a D chord with a hammer on and pull off on yeah. like three different fingers at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, sweet. And I took like a, I think an old Alice Cooper song and modified the shit out of it until it was something that I realized sounded completely different. And I was playing it in my room and my mom came in to ask me what song I was listening to. And That's I was, cool. I was That's like, oh, I just, I've been making this up for the last, I don't know any of it anymore. Nice. <laughs> if it, the Alice good. Cooper song was Poison, I'll have to smack you. It was not. Okay. No, it was, um, it was the one that was in Dark Shadows. No More Mr. Nice Guy? No. Or Ballad of Dwight Fry? Ballad of Dwight Fry, okay. yeah. You, you are forgiven. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to play any music anymore. I still try. I'm trying to learn everybody wants to rule the world right now. Everybody that is wants act- to That is such a depressing, lyrically, yeah. it's a depressing song. Oh, yeah. But that song makes me so fucking happy. Me too. Time it comes <laughs> on. Yeah, I, I get lit. When it comes on at work, I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, acting on your The original song title was Everybody Wants to Start a War. <laughs> everybody Shit. wants to flame your ass. <laughs> Welcome to Twitter. We're back to Twitter. We're back to Twitter. <laughs> yes, we are. Did you happen to notice? Um, Probably not. Whitney Ketchum, our patron, Whitney mm-hmm, Ketchum, mm-hmm. she uh, shared uh, our show to her friends. Nice. And actually said, if you want to laugh until you cry and learn a whole bunch of different ways to say F off, this is the podcast for you. Nice. <laughs> and I'm saying, that's, that's so good. <laughs> that's edutainment. That's <laughs> <laughs> I'll teach you how to curse fluently in English. <laughs> Can Sorry. you imagine somebody who does not speak English as a first language going, oh, well, other people have good luck listening to podcasts. <laughs> To learn a language. God is on my nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you did that with like an a, I, uh, with uh, like an Irish accent. Gargle my nuts. Gargle my nuts. Gargle my fucking nuts. They'd say that anyway. They would. Gargle my fucking nuts. You fucking. You rat bastard. You rat bastard. You fucking mongrel. You fucking twat. <laughs> Somewhere, cat's ears are picking up. They are. <laughs> Someone is talking about my people. Yeah, it's gonna be stuck in my head for You're days welcome. now. Like, I, like the, go. I like the Ninja Sex Party cover of that song. Never heard it's that. Pretty good. It's just a straight up cover, but it's real good. Mm. Well, I can tell that the conversation's starting to die down. So it is. is. We're getting longer gaps, aren't yeah. we? We are. So um, let's go ahead and call out our patrons. We've already called out Whitney Ketchum, but we'll call her out again as soon as I bring the list up. <laughs> We don't need a list anymore. Your names are etched into the walls in the studio that's in the spare bedroom of my apartment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On the whiteboard, I keep forgetting to fucking bring. Yeah, please. They're, they're right there. <laughs> they say 
Some names. We can edit this part out. Uh-huh. They don't have oh, to I'm know. I'm not editing it out a damn thing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is a tangent. Welcome to Tangents, live <laughs> and uncut. Yeah, basically. Exactly. Fucking nothing gets cut. This this is what it sounds like before we start recording, actually. This mm-hmm. is exactly what it sounds like. Damn it. So, um, okay. Um, uh, 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 drugs are bad. Okay. okay, we just want to uh, shout out our yeah, patrons this yeah, week, okay? And let you know that drugs... Oh, I'm sorry. Drugs are I bad. said, suck my balls, Mr. Garrison. <laughs> Eric, what did you say? <laughs> that okay. was pretty good. So, um, oh yeah, uh, Garrison and Mackie, yeah. I, I can do those. Like, <laughs> I, I started, when I worked at Hooters, I did, uh, it was right when uh, the Southport movie came out. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, the- Working at Hooters when the South Park movie <laughs> came out? What was your life, Don? A hellscape. <laughs> was. What a fucking strange time in your life. But uh, one day I was I was a singing. hellscape. I started singing uh, It's Easy, okay? Yeah. There are times when you get suckered in okay. by drugs and alcohol and sex with women. <laughs> and, and one of the waitresses turned around the corner and she goes, what? You had the soundtrack? I was like, no, that was me. She goes, oh my God, you were so good. Like, yeah. <laughs> you want a date? <laughs> no. But anyways, um, so yeah, we're going to shout out, of course, the OG Muddy Blary, Amanda Galilli, Katie Reitzel, our ride or die, Jonathan Brada, uh, Carly, who last name redacted, Whitney Ketchum, Erica <laughs> Engel, and we got two new patrons. Hey. Hey. We got- Join the family. My close friend and the weasel after the buff nugs, John D. And I don't know what that means, but okay. <laughs> Is he a radio DJ? Is he a shot exactly. shot? <laughs> <laughs> no, we, um, okay. I guess weasel. I should have explained that Did before. You say, call out the last person oh, first. The last person, and I thank God because I had to actually look it up because I was scared. His his tag on Patreon is Luis Navidad. Nice. Nice. And I was so scared. And I was like, I know one day I'm going to end up singing that. But then I looked. That's not his real name. That is his tag. So he's aware of the pun. And then he probably made it himself. <laughs> but he's not either. Okay. So again. Weasel under the buff nuts. We want to thank you for subscribing. Weasel after the buff nuts. Yes. On 103F5 <laughs> or whatever the fuck. No, <laughs> when, <laughs> he, was, he was one of my best friends in high school. And he... Um, he was. We were all kind of really into Pauly Shore. Is he a juggler? Oh, great! Like, hey, okay. When yeah. Pauly Shore was big, Oof, yeah. Oof. And he was always, you know, I'm the weasel. Yeah. And then it was something. Buff Nugs was women in in Pauly Shore code. Uh, so I was making a joke for my old closest friend, and you guys just <laughs> insulted him. No, I think that weasel was a compliment. after the Buff Nugs. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. But uh, why is Buff Nugs? Actually, I don't want to know. I don't. I, <laughs> but um, before we go, we do want to shout out. You know, some of the people who've joined us on the show. Uh, we had Mark. Yes, um, Marky love, love that on Krampus. On that Krampus, was a great episode. The man has the liver of a golden god because he drank an entire pint of Jameson in that two hours. We I out mean, him every time we talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> he, he probably doesn't have a liver anymore, but well. Um, Mark keeps a better handle on it than you would think. <laughs> yeah. Um, Brandon, who joined us on the uh, video game episode, my Your son. boy. My boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have him back now that we have an extra microphone, so I'm not having to like share it with him. Yes. Uh, Fight over it uh, with him, you mean? 
fight over it. Yeah, have some complain. <laughs> we got our dear beloved cat um, been with us in a few episodes. Uh, we always enjoy having her, and of course, we got Kelsey, our our uh, our resident pagan. Resident. That's the word. Resident pagan. Um, Being that it's our you know ten thousand downloads. Our logo art done by my wonderful yes, girlfriend Cat. Exactly. She does uh she's done all the logo art and the banner and stuff for mm-hmm. Patreon. All of that's her artwork. She might be down to do a commission for you if you if you wanted her to. And pay um, your artists fairly. Yep. She's called Be the Void. Find her. Pay <laughs> Be her. Be the void. Be the void. Yeah. Okay. Um I think that's everybody. We haven't had anybody else, have we? Mm-mm. Everything's starting mm-hmm. to blend together for me, guys. Follow it's, us on Facebook, yeah. facebook.com slash TTOPod. TTOPod. Yeah. Um, we have a patron, Patreon. And what you have listened to t- today, uh, this this random chaos, or what is it, uncontrolled chaos? Is that mm-hmm. what you said? Yes. Because mm-hmm. uh, I, I proposed that we, you know, introduce a couple of, you know, just fun news articles that we could talk about that would give just a little bit of control a to sin. the chaos that is tangents. Mm-hmm. The sin to control Ruben the insisted chaos. That uh, tangents is purely uncontrolled chaos. So if you that like pure you... uncut Colombian, you guys. <laughs> so if you <laughs> guys enjoyed, the brain. <laughs> if you guys enjoyed what you heard today, uh, this is what would be one of the extra episodes at our ten dollar Patreon tier. Um, uh, uh, and the midweek that you heard this week, uh, Ruben's rants. That is another um, Patreon exclusive. Patreon maybe. exclusive yep. at the ten dollar tier and thems. Yep. Yeah, that uh. That thing you heard the the midweek, rather than our usual uh, little short stories bit, Ruben's rant. Yep. That was Patreons heard that a little while ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. a week early, five dollars and up. Yep. yep, and then two dollars we call your name out, and like you know, like we're having sex. Yep, and um, I'm not gonna call any of the names out because right <laughs> I don't want to call out Weasel. <laughs> John, I and love I feel you. like it would make others uh, uncomfortable. So yeah, I'm not going to do that. Just do it one time. No, weasel. That's what you sound like during sex, bud. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I make I make weird clicking noises. I'm like the predator. Anyways, um, <laughs> we are very very close to opening up a couple more tiers. We have some ideas that we are trying to get together. Uh, we have to figure out how to bypass Patreon, though. Um, to get those to you so those should be coming out shortly and as we said in the announcement today we've got uh some uh we've actually got a very longer by the day uh series <laughs> that keeps just growing and growing and growing yes that we are going to try to get out to you hopefully before the end of the year uh but we'll have to see because like I said, every week there's something else. It's like, well, we got to talk about that. It's going to be a massive undertaking. It's going to be a massive undertaking if all you, uh, with one urban legend surrounding it all. So, yeah, And if you want to keep up with all that, patreon.com slash two towns over. Yep. And you'll get everything a week earlier than everyone else. Yep. Yep. Oh, also another thing that you get with, as a patron is uh, you get access to our private Discord server. Uh, not a lot going on in there not right a lot now, going on, but, but if there's if there's more of you, then you can like I don't know yeah. talk talk amongst yourselves. Yeah, you you all you all have something in common. Yes, you all love Ruben. <laughs> <laughs> they can't see your eyebrows raising. Well, they could feel it. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, shout out to the plant babies. Shout out to the, shout plant, out to the plant babies. And we will see you. Well, I won't, but they will see you next week. That's right. Bye. It's going to be just Ruben and I next week. That's Prepare right. yourself. If they can handle it. Fuck cancer. Fuck cancer. Fuck cancer. <laughs>